in times of such darkness and terror, there's really only one option to enable us to move forward towards the brighter future, the gula for which we yearn. And quite simply, I believe that is to spread light in any which way possible. And in this case, it'll be the light of Torah. To go weiter in our learning, to just keep going in all areas of our Avodah Hashem. I have been wondering for the past couple of weeks what kind of content I'd be putting out for this year's Parsha cycle. And of course, it is my hope that the Geula will be well underway, that we shouldn't even have to finish this series in the state of Afela and Choshech and darkness, um, but we should be able to have this series continue in towards the actual Geula and even through it. Uh, but as we reflected on in my previous upload about the unspeakable tragedies taking place in Eretz Israel and in Gaza, our sense of direction will come through our continuing of our learning. And it is with that in mind that I introduce this new Parsha series, Me'afela Leora, where we will derive chizik from the Parsha Shavua to spread the light of Torah in these dark times, to gain that sense of chizuk that will strengthen all of us, our amuna, our bitachon, and our avoda all around, that will bring us ever closer to that geula. I wanted to begin our conversation about our search for light in what right now feels like a very dark world with the source of light in and of itself. Parshas Bereshus, of course, we know, is where we find the creation of both darkness and light. Although the Torah describes in the opening Pesukim of Bereshus that there was Choshech al-Panesahom, that there was darkness, but Hashem said, Yehi or, there, let there be light, and of course, Vayehi or, there was light. And we know that this light is the light of the Arhaganas, is the light of the Shechina itself, the light which we yearn for all the time. And perhaps this should be the very first source of inspiration during the tragic times um, that were caused by such evil people, that realizing that this comes right next to Parshas Barashas, where the source of all goodness emanates from, realizing that there will there's a darkness, yes, but then there will be a light at the end of that tunnel. That alone should be inspiring and encouraging enough. But I believe there is so much more that we can derive from the light of Barashas. You see, because Rav Chaim Shemalevitz explains in Sichas Musr, in his second piece on Parshas Barashas, that this special light of the Shechina, which we know was set aside, was put away, and it was it's being saved for the Gula, and being saved for the Tzadikim La'asid Lavo, but says of Chaim there actually is a little bit of that light in this world. Now, one point that he does not focus on, which we can, is the fact that we have Shabbos, Me'in Olam Haba, with the light of Shabbos, but Rav Chaim Shlavitz points us to the Pasuk in Mishle, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam, that the lamp or the candle of Hashem is the Nishama, it's the soul of a person. Pasuk in Mishle, Chav Chav Zayin, 2027 in Mishle. And this, by the way, is the reason why we light candles for a Nishama, 
be it a Yizkar candle, or any time that we are trying to commemorate and to be a machabed, the life of another person, we do it through a candle. And, you know, unfortunately, we had to witness many, many candles, you know, over a thousand candles for over a thousand lives that were taken. Now, what is it with this gesture of lighting a candle? That apparently there's a connection, understanding that each human life is the candle of Hashem. It's interesting, it doesn't say Nishmas Yisrael, it says Nishmas Adam. And then again, we know that um, Chazal tells us that Yisrael is called Adam and not necessarily every single member of mankind, that we believe that all life is precious. And that's actually what I want to focus on right now. Because this fact that we have inside us, the special light of the Shekhinah, Sir of Chaim Shalavis says that that is something that's very precious that we have to take care of and also not take for granted. Because if Hashem put in us the light of His very Shekhinah, it must also mean that Hashem put within us the potential for such choshech, for such evil. Rechaim Shalavitz um, wonders why it is that we find, just for example, that when it comes to the likes of Cain, who on the one hand was able to see very well that there was a Hashem in the world, and he, according to the Chumash at least, instituted the idea of bringing Karbanos, first person recorded in Chumash to bring a carbon, and it was Kayan. And he knew to bring Hashem a carbon, and yet he gets lazy on the carbon, he gets stingy on the carbon, and he gives a very low-quality carbon. Meanwhile, Hevel copies the carbon and just does it better. He copies the idea, and his carbon's accepted. If someone like Kayan, who was on the Majrega, to institute Karbonos. How could he stop halfway? And then not only that, he engages in conversation head-on with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu says there's a way to do Teshuvah without even mentioning Havel once. Hashem says you have the opportunity to do Teshuvah, to improve, and everything will be fine. And the same person, Kayan, who spoke to Hashem, turns around and kills his brother. He was, uh, one, one minute he's a Navi, the next minute he's a murderer. The same first person who offers a carbon is also the same first person who murders another person, his own brother. The first offer of a carbon is also the first murderer. How can that be? He quotes the Targum Yonis and it says that the moment that Hashem rejected Kayan, at least his carbon, he rejected his efforts, or the lack thereof, all of a sudden, Kayan turned around and became a kofar be'ikr. He said that there is less din or less dayan. There is, no, there is no justice. There is no judge. He became a complete atheist. Just like that. And Why? says Rechaim Shalevitz, to justify what he was going through, he, the Choshech within Kayin overtook him. It overtook the nair that is in him, and it overtook the or, the light that is in him. And because that Choshech overpowered it, 
Right, that choshech afela, that that choshech that is tangible. Right, normally a candle can light up an entire room of darkness, but the choshech that's inside us, the eight zahara inside us, is so strong that it could drown out the light if we're not careful. And that's exactly what happened to Cain. Cain, within himself, could not allow the light to shine through. And this explains that which tragically happened afterwards and what Hashem told Cain after asking him, where in fact is Hevel your brother? And at that point, this is the first time Hashem mentions Hevel to Cain and Cain with complete disregard. Oh, I don't know. Like, Am I supposed to have regard for him? Is there any reason why I'm supposed to be his protector? Do I have any culpability, accountability, responsibility for my brother to have regard for another human life? And unfortunately, this is what we've seen. And Hashem responds, you don't get it. The blood of your brother is crying out to me from the ground and you have no regard for that? Not just the life of the person's self, not just the bloodbath that you've left, but the nishamas that could have been, all of his future family, all of these neiros of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you've extinguished. Of course, Cain could do something like that because he let the Choshech take over, because he didn't have the ore anymore. He, he didn't allow the ore to overpower the Choshech. And so he has that utter disregard for human life. Where in this story can we derive inspiration and light? Where in the tragedies that we are facing of people who have no regard for human life can we derive light and inspiration? And I think it's in that very understanding of the difference between us and the disgusting terrorists that Klaistral is dealing with is that we are able to celebrate, to honor, to be machabed, and to hold sacred the sanctity of human life. That light of ours never goes out. You'll notice how people are trying to make comparisons, moral equivalence. Of course, we all know that that's not true, and that there's only one nation that values the sanctity of life the way we do, that sees the light in each person, and that is Klal Yisrael. That is Eretz Yisrael, that is Am Yisrael. That is why Am Yisrael does not broadcast what unfortunately has to sometimes be done to its enemies. That is why we do not celebrate death, we celebrate life. And that is why Klai Yisrael is going to be Menat Seach, when the Or Haganas is revealed with the coming of Mashiach. And in that schus, we should be able to live and fulfill the Yotzi Mitzara Lervacha, Umi Efeira Laura, Mishibu Legula, if you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner up with us with the sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you can find links to every uploaded Sheer, or if you want to find links to Sheer that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B E I S at gmail.com. But as far as sponsorships go, I'm actually going to take that back right now. Any money that you have should go towards um, the needs of Klai Israel at this time. And moving forward, these shurim will, of course, be dedicated to those members of Am Yisrael, especially in Eretz Yisrael, 
those who are wounded should experience refuah shalema. Those who have fallen should experience an aliyah for the neshama. Um, those close ones to those who have fallen should experience nechama. Those in Shi'ibud should be returned home soon. Those fighting in combat should be And again, all of Klaishal should experience that gula b'mheri Thank you for joining us here at the database.